I have history's worst in-flight meal. And I have some Minecraft. And welcome to Date Fight. Hello, it's the podcast where we take great moments from history and pit them against each other. He's Jake Yap. I'm Nat Tapley. And together we have taken two fronds of history and we are weaving them together to make a lovely podcast scarf for you. I like that you've turned this all Christmassy and nice because it's our Christmas truce week. Yes. Where there's no forfeits or anything. No, and we're no just, bashing heads now. No, we're just going to love each other and hold each other, brother to brother, yeah. man to man. and. It's- um, just sexy Christmas. Round one. I'm going to go with. Let's do the more Christmassy one first. 23rd of December, 1815. The publication of Jane Austen's Emma. Prior to the publication, Jane Austen had come to the attention of the Prince Regent, who had invited her to look around his library. Just and have whilst, a look around. While just, she was there, the librarian said, "You might want to." Dedicate your next novel to the Prince Regent. Just have a look round. Yeah. See if no, there's any no pressure. That just you pressure. Just uh, a big hole in the A section. There's a, yeah, there's a, <laughs> speak for yourself. It's, uh, it's a big hole in the uh, section marked books dedicated to me. Yeah. Uh, just just, just any, the right size. If you've got for any her. thoughts about that, how oh. that could be fixed, that would be lovely. And so she dedicated it to him when it was published in December 1815. A contemporary Scottish novelist, Susan Edmonston Ferrier, wrote to a friend saying, I've been reading Emma which is excellent. There is no story whatsoever, and the heroine is not better than other people, but the characters are all true to life, and the style so piquant that it does not require, that it does not require the adventitious aids of mystery and adventure. Yeah, who wants that? Yeah. It's just... I mean, nothing happens. Everyone's completely ordinary, but I loved it. Had she basically written, like, a precursor to Love Island? <laughs> Yes. This is basically that. Someone obnoxious doesn't realise that the right person for them is the grumpy one. That's Love Island, That's isn't Love it? Love Island, yeah. <laughs> amazing. Not having read it or watched Love Island. <laughs> I'm glad I nailed that one. That's amazing. Yeah. What a lucky stab in the dark. <laughs> when they have the uh, big ballroom dance in the middle. And you That's realize- the one. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> I've got December the 23rd, 1788. Ooh. And the the Maryland General Assembly mm. passes an act saying, all right, we'll make a District of Columbia. Oh. Uh, so uh, there had been a sort of mandate that there should be a permanent seat of government and that it should not exceed 10 miles square. Right. 100 square miles. And this sort of put it into process. And they said it was going to be located on the River Potomac. Mm-hmm. President Washington appointed Pierre, brackets, Peter, it says here, <laughs> just in case you didn't, Charles L'Enfant, Peter the Kid, the child, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to devise a plan for the new city. So he, he grew up in Paris and he emigrated to America. And he designed the whole city. And you can see oh. sort of his initial sort of outlaying plans saying, uh, this is the northwest quadrant. This is where the middle class people will live. And this is everywhere else, which is sketchy as heck. And you'd never go in I your right mind. He definitely did do that. Go. Uh, what's yeah. that over there? That's yeah. the northwest bit. I call that the northwest. Nice yeah. <laughs> what's this bit? That is, you'll be interested here, the southeast. Yes. <laughs> have you got anything? Nope. Yeah. I'm just. Uh... But, but what you should have really called southeast was just like murderous. <laughs> Alley, because I mean, if you've been to DC, have you been to Washington? I have not for many years, though. Yeah, you just don't go southeast. That's your general rule. 
there wouldn't really go northeast, and there isn't really a, a southwest because it's just Mud. swamp and bog. Yeah, so don't go southeast. <laughs> so the thing was about uh, Peter the Kid, Pierre Charles L'Enfant. <laughs> He did all this work. He designed mm. the District of Columbia, yep. and uh, which has all of its sort of accordant uh, annoyances, because in creating it, they, they, they sort of made it a state. Right. But every license plate pretty much in, in there has a... Uh, it says at the bottom, taxation without representation, because everyone there has to pay their taxes, but they don't get to vote. Mm. Uh, and that annoys a lot of people. Anyway, he, he designed... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's sort of the founding annoyance of the whole country. Pretty much. Um, he he designed the whole city and got paid for it, mm-hmm. but died in almost complete poverty oh. uh, in 1825. And he did a rubbish job. He what? He actually did a rubbish job. Yeah, he should have expanded the northwest bit. Yeah, the the southeast people came and got him, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he left behind three watches, mm-hmm. three compasses, mm-hmm. some books, and some maps. Mm. The total value was $46. Well, you know. But those could have been the compasses that he drew DuPont Circle with. Maybe. That's quite an exciting idea. There you go. He kept those compasses close to his heart, but not too close. No, you don't want to. They're very pointy. All right. Well, first point of the week. To no one, because it doesn't matter. It's Christmas Truce Week. That's fine. We've removed any jeopardy at all. Yeah. In fact, to be fair, that's probably... Fair Probably enough. a good thing. Because yeah. we've got a book and someone who designed a city. Fine. Happy birthday, Happy birthday Carol Smiley! Ah, Is she your favourite? Of How could she not be? Carol Smiley was the presenter of Changing Rooms, which yes. ran for approximately 370 years uh, <laughs> on BBC television did in the 90s. Did it introduce us to Lawrence Lewin Bowen? It certainly did. And else? Handy Andy? Yes. And, oh, what was in it? Li- Linda! Oh! She did that a lot. I actually watched every episode of Changing Rooms. Really? I have seen every episode of Changing Rooms. Why? I had to, because I used to make promos mm. for Changing Rooms. This ties in really well. Uh, I used to make trailers for TV shows in the District of Columbia, in Washington, D.C., what? For, for BBC America. And I did one promo. So the premise of the show is that people would do up each other's rooms in their houses and they would look terrible and (laughs) great friendships would be ended forever. Um, But there was always a reveal moment. Carol Smiley would stand in the middle with her arms around the two contestants (laughs) who had their eyes closed and she'd say, open your eyes! And I took every moment of that I took a still frame and I cut them together and I had to centre the shot every time on Carol Smiley's nose I went mad it's like 150 shows yeah. so like 300 reveals and I made this mad promo that just did this kind of mad people's faces dropping yeah. as they looked yeah. at their and then I wrote out. music that had I had a note falling on every cut <laughs> I don't know what I thought I was doing. I was very, very sad and unhappy and lonely and miserable. <laughs> and I died in poverty with three compasses and an avid. <laughs> At least he was happy. Yeah. Happy birthday to Harry Shearer. He's all the good voices on The Simpsons. Well, he's just that one. He's both Burns and Smithers, which must make calling yeah. those scenes quite fun. Happy birthday to Matt Baker. 
Oh, you've got all the trays today. <laughs> no, this is a special J-Cap birthday. This is like my Christmas present, isn't it? This is daytime TV presenters. Yeah. Uh, I've known no facts about Matt Baker. He's the presenter of The One Show. Yeah. And... He's three weeks younger than me. Famously asks, what's it like? What's what like? Anything. That's his famous interview question. You should listen to the The One Show Show podcast. I don't listen to that. I've been on it, but I've never listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice podcast. It's a lovely podcast. Um, with our friends Mark Haynes and John Holmes. Yes. Happy death day to Nicholas Udall, who was an English playwright, cleric and schoolmaster who wrote the first comedy in the English language. Good heavens. Called Ralph Royster Doyster. <laughs> oh, man, I want to... Would it you exist? like to hear the cast list of Ralph Royster Doyster? Of course I do! So, there's Ralph Royster Doyster, our hero. I'm laughing already so Matthew hard. Merry Greek. Wow. Gavin Goodluck. <laughs> He's so good! Tristan Trussell, his friend. Dominic Doughty, servant to Royster Doyster. Tom Trapney, servant to Dame Constance. Sim Shoresby, servant to Good Luck. The Scrivener, rubbish part. Mm. Everyone else has a good name, and you. What part am I? Scrivener. You've been a Scrivener, mate. Harpax, Dame Christian Constance. Marjorie Mumblecrust, her nurse. <laughs> Tibet Talkerpace, her maid. And Anot Alleyface, another maid. Oh, man. That sounds amazing. That sounds really... I think we should revive it. We should it. definitely find Can some. we revive it? Let's see if, the, if we can find it online, Ralph. I want to see... Okay. Actress so, J, Sina okay. JJ. Yes, actress J. Uh, do you want to be... Rafe or Matthew? I don't mind. Uh, you be. You should be Rafe Royce okay. Deutsche and I'll be Matthew Mary Greek. Okay. Come, death, when thou wilt. I am weary of my life. I told you I... We should wow another wife. Why did God make me such a goodly person? He is in by the week. We shall have sport anon. And where is my trusty friend Matthew Merry Greek? I will make as I saw him not, he doth me seek. Oh, I, oh, I have spied him, methinketh. Yond is he. Oh, Matthew Merry Greek, my friend, a word with thee. I will not hear him, but make as I had haste. Farewell, all my good. <laughs> That's that's funny. That's really, he's going to run off. Right. Yeah, I'll just pretend I hadn't. <laughs> Farewell, all my good friends. The time away doth waste, and the tide, they say, tarrieth for no man. Thou must, with thy good counsel, help me if thy can. God keep thy worshipful <laughs> master, Royster Doyster, and farewell the lusty master, Royster Doyster. I must needs speak with thee a word or twain. Within a month or two I will be here again. What? That's ages. <laughs> yeah. Nick, it flew by in those days. That's you! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was horrendous. Um, I... Uh... <laughs> Bless you, bless you. I feel like dust is coming off the computer <laughs> through Project Gutenberg and into my nose. I I mean, it goes on. It does. He's just not leaving. Is this the joke here? He's pretending to leave and yeah. not leaving. Gosh. It does go on quite a long yeah. time. Runst thou for thine wife. Mm. I mean, it's not bad. It's all right. I mean, it feels better than Shakespeare, funny. if I'm it feels, honest. It is quite funny. The I'm just going to pretend not to see as an yeah, opening. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to stand on this side of the stage own. talking to the audience yeah. and pretending not I'm to gonna hear I'm going to leave him. for two months. That's funny. No, really. I could just do with a word right now. No, off. Bye. Yeah. Oh. Bye. I'm going. I think that's good. I like that. 
Happy death day to Anthony Fokker, the aircraft pioneer and aircraft designer. Um, he was a clever Anthony. Also, happy death day to Oscar Peterson, the best pianist. I like him more than the others. Would you say? I would say, yeah. The best pianist. The best interpreter of uh, jazz standards. Wow. I'd go for Fats Waller. He's a bit left-handed. He had an 11 white note span. What? Yeah. That's one like and a half two, octaves. I think I've got, I think I've got that with two hands. I've got a three white note span. <laughs> <laughs> Little baby carrot fingers. It's never going to happen. Um, for more finger chat, uh, tune in tomorrow. <laughs> uh, that's the death days. I've got the 23rd of December in the year 583. Ooh. And Yol Iknal, also yeah. known as Lady Can Ik and Lady Kainal Iknal. <laughs> Sorry, Lady what? Lady Kainal Iknal. Okay. Which translates as Lady Heart of the Wind Place. Mm. Who uh, she was queen regnant of the Mayan mm. city state of Palanque. Mm-hmm. She acceded to the throne on this day in 583 and ruled until her death. Even though there was quite a bit that kicked off, so Palenque was yeah. a city state in southern Mexico, flourished in the seventh century, mm-hmm. and she was the first female ruler recorded in Mayan history. And she probably came to the throne due to quite unusual circumstances. Okay. Namely, everybody else was dead. Got killed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The city sounds amazing. It's smaller than Chichen Itza, for example. Well, that's a good frame of reference because I know exactly the size of Chichen Itza. Do you? No. I've got no idea. How is it compared to... Croydon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Penge. But... They say it's got some of the finest architecture and sculpture and carvings like that the Mayans ever produced. And the interesting thing is you can go and visit it and mm. it looks exactly... I think... I, I even think some of Tomb Raider might be even set there. Although oh. I think it was just in its... But it looks... It's, it is exactly what you'd expect is those kind of angular, squarish pyramids Pyramid guys. Yeah. Uh, covered in jungle vines and Ooh. stuff because they think that there's... Uh, one square mile of this okay. city, which is big, yeah. but less than ten percent of the total area of it has been explored to date. So they exactly think there's like Croydon. They, <laughs> they think there's more than a thousand structures still covered what? by jungle. It's all there. It's all waiting to be almost found. like we haven't invented a way of getting rid of jungle yet. Yeah, I'm sure it will get cleared quite soon. <laughs> Although they are doing. Um, Satellite imaging of it, aren't they? Yes. They're doing they're LIDAR. LIDAR, that's right. That That's it. She got to the throne on this day. She sounds quite exciting. About 1,500 years ago. Mm. Well, I'm going to take you to the 23rd of December, 1972. OK. When the survivors of the Andean flight disaster were rescued. Oh. These are the people who had to eat each other's bum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever eaten a bum? Nope. Not a dead bum. You just had to take it too far, didn't you? <laughs> I like the way I'm getting the blame for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the, there was a rugby team on a flight across the Andes, 
um, when the pilot mistook a mountain for a runway. And <laughs> Pretty sure it's a landing strip. <laughs> Are you sure, mate? Uh, both yeah. wings were sheared off and the tail. Um, wow. And there were 27 survivors from the crash. Um, on the 10th day after they'd crashed, the radio was still working and they learned from the radio that the search had been called off and no one was coming to look for them. Um, a few days after that, they had an avalanche which killed about eight more people. After they realised no one was coming, apparently, now this is what they said, mm. they all got together and said, well, if I perish, feel free to survive off me if you need to. Apparently that's what all the dead people said. Now, we have to take the people who survived's word for that. Right. And those dead, because the dead people, I think, very nobly uh, bludgeoned themselves to death, <laughs> didn't they? <laughs> Well, no one mentioned the cannibalism until, along with the survivors, was discovered a half-eaten human leg. Right. Have you... However... Oh. No, no, no. I did, no, 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 go on, what? no, go on. Do your however. However, 60 days after the crash, the passengers decided that really no one was coming to get them. So, two of the passengers, lacking any mountaineering gear at all, climbed 3,570 metres of glacier... Uh, up to 4,670 metres, over a mountain, and wa- over ten days walked about 38 miles, with nothing to keep them going, apart from presumably some frozen leg. <coughs> drumsticks. Until, Human until, drumsticks. <laughs> until they found a Chilean um, arriero, Sergio Catalan, who gave them food, and then rode for ten hours to alert the authorities. Gosh. They were rescued 72 days, I think, after... After mm. they crashed. And at which point someone found a half-eaten human leg. They went, oh, no, no, it's fine. Everyone said... We all uh, we all said that was fine if we died. We you said it was eat cool. our legs. We said legs yeah. were cool. Legs are fine. Have you seen a film called The Big Bus? No. Oh, it's one of my probably top three favourite films of all time. Oh, really? It's a disaster movie parody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out long before Airplane. Right. And for my money is... I think a more satisfying film than Airplane. Sure. Airplane's got a huge gag rate, mm-hmm. but once you know all the gags, there isn't actually that much there. Yeah. Whereas The Big Bus is a disaster movie about <laughs> the first ever nuclear-powered bus. <laughs> and it's more satisfying because it's all about the characters on board this bus, right. and it's just it's so well-rounded, and there's kind of warmth in there, and... Mm. And by all accounts, it was a really lovely film to to work on. And there's something very similar to to this story on it, oh in as much as the the guy who ends up driving it, uh, he takes the job because he can't get any other work because he was in a bus crash <laughs> once, and his co-driver made a stew, and he had no idea there was a foot in it, and so they had to survive that. Anyway, it's a great movie. It's really funny. It's got Larry Hagman, Stockard Channing, Ooh. Joseph Bologna. Uh, it's a super satisfying film. And I, I think much underappreciated compared to right. something like Airplane. Well, I'll have to watch that. Dig it out. I will do. So you do, like, classy books and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> what's this silly film from 1972? <laughs> well, what? A, we don't have to do points now, so I can relax. Oh. You can just relax. Don't worry about it. Well, uh, there, there it ends. It's a somewhat... 
unsatisfactorily without any point scoring or anything like no, that. Other now than it feels a little shapeless. Other than the point scoring I'm doing in my head, where I am thrashing you. <laughs> uh, but we will be back tomorrow and every day across Christmas and the New Year. So uh, do we tell can... someone to write a review or rate it or share it with some friends. Exactly, and do subscribe. Uh, lots of people are listening and, and not subscribing, which is you know. Are fair you one enough. of those people? If so, have a look at your life choices. You can either do it through the Apple iTunes or podcasts oh, apps, wherever you get your podcasts. But if you've got uh, an Android phone like me, I recommend Castbox. I like Castbox, yeah, that's a good one. And Pocket Cast is good. Pocket too. Cast good. Google Podcasts works. We will be back tomorrow for Christmas Eve, and I've got a riot involving eggnog. Ooh, I have secrets. Okie dokie, bye. Bye.